The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to The Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. Everything. 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 <laughs> I feel like you be wanting the same for real, man. I am. So I just did. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's all you're going to give them? Taste. Just a taste. All right. I'm happy to be here, though, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Excited to be in the building, in the studio? Excited to be in the studio. <laughs> excited to talk about the Lord, brother. Oh, yes. Always. Always. Excited. Man. What are we talking about today? I'm excited to, like help uh help us all grow wow. you know in yeah. Christ. Yeah. I think that's what we're talking about at its core today is growing in God. Yeah. But yeah. it ain't an easy word that we about nah. to put across it's today. It's a little rough. It's a little rough. It's but, a little abrasive. You know, God the process, you know, that uh-huh. we go through in Christ ain't it ain't always easy. You know, yeah. you know all the analogies. A diamond got to go through pressure, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, a, a, pot, a pottery got to go in, in the in the in the in the, uh, in the oven to uh-huh. you know harden and all that. that yeah. You got to get chiseled out to be perfected. Yeah. Ooh, the chiseling ooh. process oh. ain't it ain't pretty yeah. and it hurts. Ah, you know. But <laughs> I mean those those metaphors are accurate though. Yeah. So. Yeah. They just redundant. That's why I'm making that joke yeah. like that. But. Nah, redundant, but but real though, mm-hmm. right? Like natural things being used to explain spiritual principles oh in a way God. we can understand them. Yeah, you feel me? Like he structured everything in creation to teach us about his ways, oh, and who he is, mm-hmm. and how he does things, and these processes that we must go through. Woo. You know, so shoot those analogies, bro. Like yeah. without them, how will we understand? Yeah. You know, they just parables, man. And me? we kind of forget that we are creations of his so yeah. like who are we to i mean you know we're we're definitely above most of the create not most but we are yeah. you know high on the list of his created beings huh. that's huh. yeah Jeez. <laughs> i mean well we have dominion here you know all that type <laughs> oh, of stuff oh, oh, oh you just say it like it's nothing a, like <laughs> a little lower than the angels the word says Ooh, that's it, all i'm saying does it say that a little lower. A little lower. A little lower. Oh. And one day we'll judge him. I don't know. I mean, shoot. Even looking at that. Well, boy. Closely, it says uh, a little lower than Elohim. Ooh. Right? A little lower than God. Okay. Right? The interpreters added the angels. They did? Yeah. Oof. So like, when you check in that uh, Hebrew and Greek, it's Elohim they referring to. Oh, my right? God. So it makes it even. <sighs> That's even. pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, man. But I was saying that we, yeah. uh, we, we, you know, like you saying the the parallels, like we should look to creation again, like Romans one, and kind of uh, relate to, you know, how God deals with creation, yeah, and how He deals with us in those same ways, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Whew. The bishop. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, that's you. You referring to yourself? Chaplain Gun. Referring to yourself. All right. So, what are we talking about, man? The Walking Dead. You saw the title. Mm. When you saw it. What you think this episode would be about? Right. You know, coming into it. And um, today we want to talk about something that helps us to distinguish a, I guess, an, an appearance of walking with God and the real deal of walking with God. Wow. Right. The old man and the new man, mm. like the old creation versus the new creation, like or if we want to get down just to like layman's terms, like something should happen when we meet Christ. Mm-hmm. What is it that should happen when we meet Christ? Like what does the Bible mean when it says we are made alive mm. with Christ? And I think that the purpose of this is to just help some people. Cause like when you're new to Christ, you're like, all right, well, what's, what's new now? Like what is different now? Mm-hmm. Like how do I go about living my life now mm-hmm. that I've accepted Christ? And the way it's presented to us sometimes is even like, like that's the end of it. Like I accept Christ and I've accepted him. I believe that he exists now, but then I just go on about my life. Mm-hmm. But the Bible is very clear in how our lives should change. Mm. And so today we want to just talk about like how our lives are different. And, you know, even just kind of going back to the title, like 
you know, like the Bible says that we were once dead in our transgressions mm. and sins and we did not have life. Yeah. But it says that after we, you know, uh, well, what's it say? What's, it say? what's the scripture? You what's talking the scriptures? About? Yeah. Right, what are we talking about? Um, let's just start. Yeah. Let's start with some scriptures. So I'm going to start out with Ephesians mm. chapter two. And in fact, like if you're looking at the NIV, NIV gives like subtitles for sections of scripture. Well, I guess it's titles, titles for sections of scripture. And the title for this section is Made Alive in Christ. Mm. And so Paul is writing this letter to the church of, I think it's Ephesus. Mm. Yeah, correct me, brother, because I know you know. But it says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Right. So he's talking about being in the state of like being dead yeah. in relation to our transgressions and sins. Mm -hmm. So he says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, which is a reference to Satan, mm -hmm. the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And it means disobedient to God. It says, all of us, this is verse three, all of us also lived among them at one time. We lived among the disobedient. That's what he's saying. Gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who was rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And then it says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So I guess just starting out, Right, that's a lot, you know, but it's it's telling us several times mm -hmm. we were dead in our transgressions and sins. Mm. And I guess I kind of just want to open up, like, why does it say such a thing? Like, I think we have to start out by answering that question first. Wow. Okay. Why would it say that we were dead in our transgressions? You know, and this just kind of goes back to, you know, a scripture that many of us have heard time and time again or you know maybe we don't even know like where it comes from in scripture but like mm. the wages of sin is death yeah right what does that mean mm. like when you hear that or when we talk about like uh you were dead in your transgressions and sins like what does that mean to you when you hear it you asking me i'm asking oh you. i thought you were <laughs> pausing for the listener and about to oh man yeah and as a listener too like just think about that for a second. Like, what does that actually mean? Mm. Because are we literally dead? Obviously not. Right. right. We're obviously not dead. So spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, what is? How do we define? You know, like spiritual death. Oof. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why would Paul say we were dead? Mm -hmm. You know, and obviously Paul's talking about a time where we were disconnected from god yeah right we were just like we didn't we didn't know about christ mm -hmm. right and uh or maybe we had heard you know about christ but we didn't necessarily believe in it mm -hmm. and so he's talking about a time where we were just kind of like living just our natural lives doing all the things you know that yeah. we wanted to just prior to christ prior to any change any mm -hmm. kind of you know um transformation mm -hmm. any kind of moment of revelation like anything we're just living yeah right but he says like we were dead at that point yeah right? i'm thinking about adam too uh -huh. about the fall like yeah when you think about uh you know if you eat from this tree you will surely die right you know i think with that i think that's where that i think that's where paul get got that uh what am i want to say i don't know pr truth from yeah he got it from knowing what that scripture said, yeah. you know, and it's like when you think of the even the phrasing of it, like the it's the fall of man. Yeah. Like we're uh, like when you're in your natural, like you said, in spiritual death. Yeah. 
uh, dead in sin, you're you're falling and it's a constant fall. It's not like a floor that you hit. No, you keep dying. Wow. And you keep falling. You keep decaying. You know, you keep getting worse and worse. Yeah. Like Satan right now is not improving. Right. You know, he's not getting godlier. Yeah. He's getting worse and right. worse and worse and worse. And that's why, you know, even in the natural, how we were just talking about, like, when you see decay, how before the fall, you know, there was no death. But now, like, we can see in the natural that there's decay. And you see this process, you know, to where it's, like, non-existent. And then you see, but on the other end of that, uh-huh. eternal life or everlasting life is always in existence, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like this, uh, it's a spiritual decaying, mm. you know? But why, like, why is that, though? You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. what is causing the decay itself mm. you know what is the constant decay a result of right. something else you know is is the root of even the decay you mm. know what i mean and if we think about like and, and i really before i even go here right it's like even the concept of like heaven mm. and hell right what is heaven for real when we think about what heaven is like heaven is this place with god yeah. Right. And with then, his goodness. Yeah, which is like goodness. Is, like we are love. with the mm-hmm. life giver. We are in, you know, the 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 same place as the one who gives life. Mm-hmm. When we are if we are to go to hell, right, we're totally disconnected mm-hmm. from the one who gives life. You know what I'm saying? Well Yeah. Go ahead, go I see ahead, what go you ahead. mean. No, say, well, say. D- this uh, disconnected i guess from we want to say like his hit the good hit the goodness of him right right yeah yeah because he hell isn't uh it doesn't operate outside of god's sovereignty you know oh right yeah you know yeah. like because the word says like he christ be over you know things on the earth, above all names of uh-huh. all things on the earth below the earth all this type of stuff yeah all heavenly things so like you're not hell is hell is like God's wrath, right? All the time. Yeah, I like. I'm glad you straightened that out. Yeah, yeah. Because then I'm thinking about like, um, I guess like the basis for my original statement was like, even when you l- like look at how Jesus like, mm. defines what life is, mm. right? He says, and like this is eternal life that you that you may know me, and know my Father who has sent me. So, you know, like when I'm talking about like, uh, and like you made it even more clear, Mm. like to be in hell is to be disconnected from like knowing how good God is, knowing how good Christ is. Like you don't have that relationship Mm. that makes those things very clear for you, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's the the goodness of it. Yeah. I, I had this weird. I'm not I'm not up here definitely not saying like I went to hell and da, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> but like when I I told you this before like I, I when I used to smoke I used to get like tripped out and really yeah. really bad situations like and this is before I was saved and I just remember dude the last time that I smoked which was probably like one of the worst situations where I was like really freaking out and stuff like yeah. that and my wife this is wow this this is crazy my wife was with me, and it was the first time I was, like, with someone I trusted to talk about what was going on in my mind. Yeah. Because basically it was a thoughts thing that the enemy would be, like, doing all kind of, like, accusatory thoughts. And I started telling her, you know, what was on my mind. Like, honestly, the wow. the, the crazy thoughts that were happening. Yeah. And what she was doing, because she was saved, and she, you know, God was working through her. So she was, like, refuting the things that were being said because i had dude i had no uh guard against it you know i wasn't in christ so literally the end it was like and this may sound crazy to some people but it would it would you know i know what happened to me and it's the truth you know like it would be literally like i couldn't control my own thoughts you know and you could call it oh you was just high nah i had been i was a smoker i was been smoking weed since i was in ninth grade yeah you wow. know so it wasn't just about oh you high i've been high 
this was like something different where I couldn't control my thoughts. But uh, the point I'm getting to is like, uh, so we land there. I'm telling her all this stuff. And for like, I want to say maybe like 30 seconds, right? It all lifted. Uh, and there was this unspeakable peace that started. I can't even explain it, but like just yeah. coming over me in my mind. And you know what I'm talking yeah. about because you've been through something different in the closet type of thing. Yeah, That sounded crazy. But... <laughs> Marcus has a story about something similar where this peace came over yeah. me and I started crying. Like, wow. you know, she was like, why are you crying? I was, I didn't know what else to say, but like God is showing me how it is to be with him yeah. versus, versus how it is to be without him. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew this is what happened because it wasn't me trying to will it. I wasn't like, oh, I want to think good thoughts. No, yeah. it was like he took, he, it was almost like he just shut satan up uh-huh for a minute like yeah. all right be quiet now let me talk to him wow. and it was all this peaceful stuff dude and then and then it went away yeah which was to his glory too to show to show me like there's a difference wow because it listen because if it didn't just go away and come back like that yeah i would have thought oh you know the high is over huh. i feel good now and then it's so it's, yeah. i'm done so it came right no back. it came right back wow like and I didn't. It was it was distinct, dude. Of like, okay, yeah. it's coming back now. Yeah, Jeez. you know, like I'm lifting. I'm lifting my my covering. You know, yeah, it's coming. And it was oh my God. it was an amazing thing, even though it was very painful to go through. But like, I'm not saying that was hell at all. But yeah. I'm saying like this whole idea of being in that peace and that goodness is yeah. like that's that. And you think about like even in scripture, they're like there will be weeping. And gnashing of teeth, mm. right? And that gnashing of teeth is being like Ooh. such pain and anguish. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That you are like literally like, mm -hmm. like with your teeth together, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. really, really going, like experiencing non-goodness. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The full weight of the lack of goodness Ugh. or peace. Like right now, you think about where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Like the Bible says that you know if you if they if they bit of the apple. Then they will come into you know knowledge of good and evil. So here, like we're kind of like in this middle ground, right, where we're experiencing both good and evil mm. simultaneously. But at the end of our trip here, or whatever, right, there is one or the other. Wow, you know what I'm saying? You go to the one of two opposite ex extremes, and yeah. that's what you experience. But right now, we're experiencing both simultaneously. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like. I kind of look at it as like, you know, here is where we live these temporary lives that will determine our eternal destinies. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Wow, so the powerful. decisions we make here, you know, they 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 send us to one of those two extremes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, like our, the point of this show or like the origin of this particular topic um, is it, it came from me really kind of thinking about like people who are constantly talking about God mm -hmm. yet living openly sinful lives. Yeah. And you're on Facebook, you're like, you know, I thank God for this. You know, God is so awesome. God, 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 you know, but then like most of the things that you post are very vulgar. They're very, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. they're very vulgar and it's just, it's just like a very clear picture that you're not living the life that the scriptures define and i'm not saying like i'm looking at like judging everybody's post or nothing like yeah. that but it's just like obvious very very obvious things yeah you know what i'm saying um and it made me just question like could that person truly be experiencing like god on the level that they say they are okay like like could they truly be in possession of the relationship that they are professing mm -hmm. on social media or where, to wherever you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying could they truly have that mm -hmm. and so it just made me wonder like like do we can we just live any way we want to and still have god's presence hmm. you know what i'm saying or still have a relationship with god like that yeah and i, I just thought like all right well maybe we should just say what the scriptures tell us mm -hmm. like really kind of dig into what the bible actually says about this particular topic like yeah. can we live any kind of way yeah. and still have them i like know? that you're even being bold enough to ask that or like voice that you thought that because you know i think one of the big things with our generation is like 
don't judge or who yeah. are you to judge and like you don't know what that person is and it's about your heart and da da da, da. but at the end of the day you know you're Marcus Gun and you're ju- you just had this question like I want to I want to ask you this question guy yeah. you know I want to put it out there and I want to talk about it and I'm you know you may not be right or wrong in even asking it but you are like no I'm asking the question yeah like I, I really yeah. just legitimately just want to know yeah you know what I'm saying and so. And then the other thing is just like my concern mm. for people too, like those who, let's just say like like you haven't really read the Bible like that, mm-hmm. but you see somebody professing Christianity, living any kind of life, well, like that's your, I don't know, like you're looking at people and you're thinking, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. Like that's yeah. your example. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, I guess it, it just concerns me because I, like I want people, and I, I, I'm hesitant to say this all the time, but I really do mean it. Like I want people to experience the very, like the fullness of this relationship. Like mm-hmm. what it really feels like to to like feel and experience the presence of God, or have Him talk to you on a daily basis, or have mm-hmm. Him lead you in certain directions, or have Him, you know, just like just know His grace, to, yeah. yeah, know His love, yep, yeah. Like these are real; these are very, very real things. And I think the thing is, is like. A lot of people are talking about God, you know what I mean, but don't really know him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want anybody who's going to hear it and be like, let me see what this is about to experience the fullness of that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really it. So that's another reason I wanted to talk about this, you know, on our on yeah. our show or whatever, man. Um, and like one of the scriptures that really kind of jumps out to me when I think about it is like how Jesus said, you know, um, not everybody who says Lord, Lord mm-hmm. shall enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, even if you look at the, you know, you're looking at NIV again and they got titles and stuff, like I said earlier, like the title of that section where he says that is called I Never Knew You. Mm-hmm. Right? He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right, so what scripture is that? That is um, Matthew chapter seven, verses twenty-one through twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it says, "Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name?" And then I will declare to them, "I never knew you. Depart from me, you, you who practice of iniquity." Yeah, like you workers of iniquity. NIV says, "You who practice lawlessness." Mm. Right. And so, like, this scripture, in combination with many other scriptures, paint a very clear picture that we can't, like, like, there's something that's supposed to happen as a result of us coming into our knowledge of Christ. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a there's a process that we're supposed to go through. It isn't just, like, you know, we, we hear about Christ, we accept him, and then nothing else happens. Mm. Right? Like, uh, even Paul refers to... You know, he says, like, we'll be new creations mm-hmm. in Christ, right? So if we're new, he says, the old things pass away, you know, and behold the new. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I kind of want to just talk about, like, what is this process that yeah. we go through? And there were some things that you had mentioned earlier, you mm-hmm. know, um, kind of describing that process. And I was hoping we could just, like, define what some of that looks like, yeah. you know, so we're not just, like, uh, saying, yeah, it's going to be some new stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But actually, like, make it very apparent and clear the steps mm-hmm. of this process and what i love about you know what you're about to talk about is like you're going to define some words that we throw around so casually you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying um but now it's time to start adding definition to those words and then evaluating ourselves against mm-hmm. what it is that we define this process that we're getting ready to lay out yeah so. and it's it's important because what we in 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 life just like a matter of being humans are having brains like what we know what we think Uh is going to dictate you know how we go about living life yeah you know it's going to dictate and and when it comes to you know this faith and being a christian what you know is going to dictate uh what you believe or you know meaning like for instance if i think that how paul said you know what does this mean that we can go on sinning because of, and, and let grace abound yeah you know so that grace will abound he was saying there that people you know basically are abusing god's grace like oh we want to see so much of god's grace 
that let's just sin, 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 yeah. and just see, oh my gosh, look at the grace of God being glorified. So like, but if that's what you believe in, that's what you have read in the scripture and you think that's what the scripture is saying, then you will live in that way. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So yeah. like, wow. as Christians, you know, we need to, you doctrine is important. You know, what the scripture says is important because it's all, it, it can vary depending on who, what pastor you're, you're you know, learning from, yeah. what Bible studies you're going to, whatever your, your sources are, they may not always be in line with scripture, wow. you know, just from a doctrinal point of view, like the truth of what the Bible is saying. And we, we, we're not all going to like agree and that's fine, but there are like principal foundational things that are in the scripture are apparent. And like, if you don't agree with these, then you may not have like a full understanding of the word yeah. and what it says. So wow. basically, uh, oh, it's time to go in. Yeah. It's so these are, these are, these are, um, uh, these are, I guess you could call them, uh, in, in the process of salvation, like the steps, right? Yeah. So this, this, uh, process that we, we all go through when you come, uh, to salvation in Christ, right? First is calling then regeneration or being born again is wow. called gen regeneration in the scripture here and there. Right. Okay. So, but that's being born again, then conversion, then justification, adoption, sanctification, perseverance, and glorification. Right. Mm, okay. Uh, so I'll, you want me to read each one? Would that yeah. Be, like, right. Maybe we should read each one and just kind of talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So the first one calling, right. Uh, that's when God, and I'm, I'm reading this from this dope chart that was posted online, right? Yeah. Um, so God summons people to himself through the human proclamation of the gospel. So they respond in having in saving faith, right? Huh. Huh. So you could think of this step in like, you know, people planting seeds, you know, you just hearing about Christ. Okay. In yeah. your life. Okay. Somehow, some way. Yeah. You know, you're hearing the word, name Jesus Christ. You know, you're hearing about this gospel. You're hearing about the Bible. God, uh, all that type of stuff around you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's being like seeds being planted. That's wow. This first step of a calling uh, regeneration. God secretly and sovereignly imparts spiritual life to those who have been called. Mm. Right. So that's being born again. OK. Wow. Yeah. So remember, Nicodemus was like asking, like, you know, how do I get into the kingdom? Yeah. And Jesus is like, you got to be born again. Yeah. And he's like, what? What? Like, I got to. <laughs> how can somebody be born again? I got to go back in my mother's womb. Like, yeah. And uh, it was interesting there, like, Jesus starts talking about, like, the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. Like, you don't know, Ooh. he talks about the wind, like, you don't know which way the wind is blowing or where it's coming from or where it's going and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, you just know it's there and it's doing what it's supposed to do. Wow. And he's like, that's the same way with being born again. And, like, when you think about being born the first time, do you, did you have anything to do with it? Nope. Right. Yeah. So it's all the work of God. So wow. that's a regeneration, right? Yeah. Uh, conversion. It says, we willingly respond to the gospel call, repenting of sin and placing faith in Christ for salvation. Right? Okay. Then justification, an instantaneous legal act of God in which he declares that our sins are forgiven and Christ's righteousness is ours. So that one, justification and like conversion are like very closely paired because it is by grace through faith in Christ that we're saved wow. and justified <laughs> as righteous in God's eyes. Wow. You know? Yeah. You got nah, say something? Oh. You got it. Uh, adoption. Show sure, Bishop. Adoption. Adoption, uh, though. What are we talking about? You know, the word says that we're adopted sons of sons of God through Christ. Uh -huh. uh, I think that's in Ephesians 1. I could be wrong, though. But, like, the beginning of Ephesians 1. Uh, and that says, you know, an act of God in which he makes us members of his family. Sanctification, Ooh. huh? Yeah. No, I just, just the way you said that, like members of his family. Yeah. Like, what are we? Why? Why are we saying that we're members of his? Family? Aren't we? Isn't everybody? Is it, never mind. Uh, All right, what ahead. you mean? Isn't everybody a part of God's family? Oh. I mean, I know it. We're not. But like, <laughs> but like that's that's, that's one yeah, of those yeah. things like that start to show you like a clear distinction between separation. Like, yeah, the separation between mm. like those who belong to God and those who belong to 
the enemy yeah for real you know what i'm saying like so just hearing you say that i'm like man that's not even like a a common thought you yeah. know what i'm saying like i belong to one kingdom or the other one family or the other one side or the other you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things where we kind of got to look at like how do i begin to evaluate and figure out what side of the fence mm -hmm. i'm on you know what i'm saying so like if we don't give definition to like things like this yeah it's hard for us to make any kind of evaluation on where we really stand mm -hmm. so i love the fact that you're like you're detailing this this process because then I, I know how to evaluate myself. It's laying a foundation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is great. And, and that happens with like, you're making me think about how we loosely like throw about the word God. Yeah. You know, in his name. And we loosely throw about, you know, I'm, I'm God's child. And, yeah. You know, I love God and we, we throw it about. And when that's not what the word is saying uh -uh. about, you know, us when we're in the world and when we're in the flesh. Yeah. It's yeah. saying that we are enemies of God. Yeah. You know, the flesh and the spirit are, are at war against each other. Yeah. And so when you're in the flesh, you're literally at war with God. Wow. Like I love, well, not love, but like the scripture says, like the natural man perceiveth not the things of God. Yeah. You know, they are, they are foolishness to him, it says. Wow. You know, wow. so like when we're in, in the world, like even when you're saying God, dude, there's a scripture, in, I think in, uh, might be in Leviticus, where God is like, he's speaking to like, you know, wicked people or, you know, just unbelievers type of thing. Uh -huh. And he's saying like, he, I got to pull it up. But he's basically like, like how dare like you speak my, my name and, and, and things about me. Like, who are you to be wow. talking about me? Yeah, you know? And when you think about even the, the temple and the, well, the tabernacle and the, the ark and, you know, how... Uh, Aaron and his and his sons had to like, and Moses, you know, before they entered, it was take off your shoes and, you know, you got to wear these certain garments and consecrate yourself and yeah. all this stuff because it's like, God ain't playing with that relationship how we play with it. Yeah. It's like, he's very serious to him. Yeah. And if you come to him the wrong way, he, they, man, he killed, he killed them. He killed Aaron's yeah. sons for coming in yeah. willy nilly. Oh yeah, I'm about to just go in the tabernacle. God, what's up, God? Oh, nah. Yeah. But we do him like a disservice in that way a little. Yeah. And like that's that right there is is really at the heart of this, right? It's mm. like don't be deceived. You know what I'm saying? You can't just come at him any old kind of way. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, he loves us all, but like and it's see that's the thing, right? It's like that's the argument that you often hear. It's like, well, he loves us all, mm -hmm. so wouldn't he accept me just the way I am, mm -hmm. right? But what we don't understand is that he set a standard for himself, mm -hmm. right? Whereby like we reject him. It's not him rejecting us. It's us rejecting him by certain actions that we take or certain lifestyles that we live, right? Mm -hmm. Because he has a standard. And you think about it, like it's almost like you want God to have no standard when you think that you could just come at him any kind of way but then yeah. what kind of god would that be yeah. you know what i'm saying so like he has a standard and we we are rejecting him with certain lifestyles and i can't you know like wait till we get to like that part because it talks about in ephesians 4 how living a certain lifestyle we are actually cutting ourselves off from the life that god is trying mm. to give us we cut ourselves off from it though mm. you know what i mean but my bad bro go ahead uh no i like that <laughs> I like that because even when you saying to me like we say God loves us. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm gonna put it out there like this. Yeah. If someone can show in scripture where God as we think about love, right? Yeah. Meaning like I care about you, I want the best for you, all that type of stuff. However you want to look at it. Uh -huh. Does God love wickedness? Yeah. Ooh. And how, what does the scripture say about how God looks at the wickedness? And then who is wicked? Yeah. And who is righteous? Yeah. So does God love sinners? Does right. he look at you in sin and say, I love you? Yeah. I love the way that you're being. Yeah. How, what, what are we saying when we're saying God loves us? Yeah. I think what we're saying is like God is graceful to take us from sin, which is true. But does God love the wicked? Mm, yeah. That might that's one of those weird things that I feel like our lack of knowledge maybe or even worldliness makes you say 
makes us say these things very like whimsically yeah. like oh god loves everybody huh i don't know if that's what the bible's saying i'm saying a lot in psalms about what he's gonna do to the wicked and what yeah. he thinks of the wicked and what he thinks of the righteous oh and there's a clear distinction yeah he and said I, his face is turned against them yeah and i feel you know. i feel like <laughs> jacob i love uh, go ahead nah, go ahead go ahead go ahead I'm just saying it's clear distinctions in the word where he says, I hated yeah. such, I loved such. Right, right. And it's not to say he's not a loving God. This is like, no, he's a loving God, but he's, there's yeah. no sin in him. Yeah. He turns his face toward his own son when his son takes sin in him. You get uh -huh. what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. that's not what we're, I don't think we think about that part of it when we say, yeah. oh, God loves everybody. Right. I mean, he he loves everybody in the sense that he's made he's made it available to you. He's made a relationship available to you. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you reject that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What position do you stand in after rejection? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, um, as you were talking, it made me think of this scripture in John chapter 14, where Jesus says, "He says anybody." who loves me, because you were talking about like, what does it mean that the Father loves us, right? Mm. He says, anybody who loves me will obey my teaching. Yeah. Right? This is Jesus talking. Anybody who loves me mm -hmm. will obey my teaching. And then it says, my Father will love them, mm. right? So now you're starting to see, okay, like at what point do you truly have the Father's love? Oof. It says, my Father will love them, and then we together Jesus and God will come to them and make our home with them mm, mm, mm. you see so there's there's like this order yep. of events that has to happen mm -hmm. before this relationship is real mm -hmm. right and so you see there's obedience to the teaching you know what I'm saying and then like the like your obedience to Jesus's teaching attracts the father's love mm -hmm. and then the presence of both of them you know what I'm saying into mm -hmm. your life so that you cannot, like Jason was saying earlier, like you cannot live in sin, which like <laughs> is is something that God hates and turns away from mm. and expect to have his presence or relationship with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This um, is the, this is the ahead, scripture I was talking about earlier. Psalms 50 and 16 says, but to the wicked, God says, what right have you to recite my statutes Jesus. or take my covenant on your lips? Yeah. Wow. You know, he's even like, <laughs> don't even talk about, don't me. even talk about me, you know, yeah. but that, it, it, that goes back to, uh, the scripture that you, you know, Matthew 18, 16, was it? Uh, uh you know, I never knew you. Oh yeah. Matthew, uh, I think, Ooh, where's that coming from? Yeah. I never knew you. There I you never go. knew you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's like, you know, I don't. Nah, I don't mess with you. Yeah. Like you were wicked in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So to get back to the list, right? Yeah. And, and start I, start just like uh, read those first ones mm -hmm. from the top, but then let's talk about the next one. Yep. So it was calling, regeneration, or being born again, conversion, justification, adoption, and now we're at sanctification, right? What is that? So this is, uh, and I'll just read it as it is on this little chart here. And again, this chart. Um, I think this is this is one of the so this is a chart that uh, is associated with like Calvinism and Reformed theology and stuff like that. But okay. it's biblical theology. OK, <laughs> it's, it's the Bible. It's just put into, you know, uh, a, f a format, I yeah. guess, you know, the framework of Calvinism. Yeah, basically. Okay. Or like just the doctrine that is spelled out it's easily to to be like re repeated. Uh, you know, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you can say, "This is what the Bible says." This, yeah. this, 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 yeah. this. It just happens to be associated with this guy Calvin, who you know was part of the Protestant Reformation. How uh, Pastor G was talking last weekend about Martin Luther and being, you know, and so yeah, Luther, Calvin, Woo. very, very cool dudes to read about, look yeah, up, you know, sure. whatever. But uh, so sanctification, a progressive lifelong work of God and man that frees us from sin and makes us more like Christ. Mm. That's, I think, what uh, a big part of this session at Marcus is, you know, brought is about right there. It's the sanctification part. Yeah. It's the dual uh, 
input or responsibility because it says here a progressive lifelong work of god and man that frees Uh us from sin and makes us more like christ oh so so when you say dual input what do you mean i mean it's a work of the holy spirit yeah and it's a work of us to be obedient and responsible for our decisions wow wow you know i love that to, to actively be doing things that are in his will as far as we can you know i love that because that's the thing man it's like we're often hearing Mm -hmm. like when you accept christ everything you know change like we get this idea that things are automatic after that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that there's no action on our part right and like we good like once saved always saved that's a doctrine built around this very principle Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like that's obviously not the case like sanctification is something it's a process that we have to go through where by the holy spirit is trying to lead us Mm. in a particular direction but the choice right because we still have free will like that's the thing is like we're not losing our free will at the acceptance of christ Mm -hmm. our will then has to become the will of the father that's the thing right and that's when jesus we we look at that scripture we were talking about that jason just brought up again right it says i never knew you but it says only those who do the will of my father mm-hmm. will make it into heaven, right? So it's saying, like, you have a choice to do the will of the father or to not do the will of the father, but mm-hmm. only one of those choices actually gets you into heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's still your choice mm-hmm. that gets you there. The choice has to be made by you. It can't be forced on you because then we just become robotic. We just say, hey, Jesus, I accept. And then everything after that is robotic, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And we know that ain't the case because we, we actually see people being holy after that. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you get my point, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that, oh, I, don't, I definitely don't want to cut you off, but uh-huh. I was thinking, like, uh, I called Jay with this uh, this reference to uh, what Paul is talking about in the book of Romans, chapter 8. Mm. And it actually starts in... Um, in chapter seven yeah this is one of the scriptures like I was about you, to bring that one up oh go ahead go ahead then no nah, i don't know which part you're about to bring up uh though. the the last part where he's okay. like uh i, yeah. I want to read like the common english version though because i think even the niv is still a little a little bit weighty i like the esv all right go ahead go ahead you're talking about uh romans seven uh-huh. um i'll start at 14 okay for we know that the law is spiritual but i am of the flesh sold under sin for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do everything that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Yeah. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Mm. Now, if I do what I do not want, is no lo- it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. And I'll just stop right there. Okay. Yeah. And so this is one of those scriptures like you hear the pastor say, like, the good I do want to do, I yeah, don't yeah, do. Yeah. And what I don't want to do, I do do. So I do. <laughs> yeah, like, it's hard to recite. like, uh, yeah, what is from... being talked about right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, if we really looked at um, verse 21 the that uh, Jason just read, like what you see is like he mentions the word law a mm-hmm. lot of times and he mentions it in various ways. Like if you look at it, it says, we say the law of God is mentioned in verse 22. Mm-hmm. Then you see another law of the members being mentioned in verse 23. Then you mm-hmm. see a law of the mind also mentioned in 23. Then you see the law of sin in mm-hmm. 23 as well, right? So it's like, all right. And law, 25 too. And 25 as well? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> what you see is like all these mentions of the law, 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 mm-hmm. right? But if we were to really break down what it is that he's saying, he's really talking about two two groups and we kind of got to group the laws that he's talking about right Mm. so imagine you have like these five laws set before you right i'm just gonna say it one more time um the law of god law of the members law of his mind right the law of uh what's the one you saw law of sin um right so you have these i feel like i'm one short law of god with my mind 
I don't know. Let's just say you got four or five laws. <laughs> Perhaps maybe maybe you'll read it. You'll find the fifth law. Okay, <laughs> but he's really talking about a battle between two things. Mm. If when you read the beginning, he says, "I delight in the law of God in my inner being," mm. right? So he's talking about like he delights in God's word in his mind, mm. right? And this is where we find ourselves at, yep. right? Like we like, all right, man, that's. Like the word is the word is awesome. The mm -hmm. word is good. I love what it says. Mm -hmm. I know that it's right. You know what I'm saying? And then he says, I ain't gonna sin. Why would I sin? Yeah, why would I do why would I do these things? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then he says, I see in my members another law, right? And when he says in his members, he's talking about like his flesh, mm -hmm. right? He's talking about like his natural desires. I see in my members another law, right? So you have the law of God, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have this other law of the flesh right and he says this other law wages war against the law of my mind and mm -hmm. when he says the law of my mind he's really just talking about the first law that he mentioned which is still the law of god that he delights in his inner being mm -hmm. so right so he's saying he's still talking about just the war between two things then he says uh there's another law waging war against the law of his mind and it's making me captive to the law of sin that again dwells in my members. Yeah. So he's like, I love God, but then my flesh yeah. is making me want to do these other things. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Then he goes on to say, wretched man that I am, mm. who would deliver me from this body, yeah. again, a reference to the flesh, of death. Then he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with the flesh, I serve the law of sin. So if we go to Romans chapter 8 now, mm -hmm. we start to see something, right? We start to see, he says, there's, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he says, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is like this law of God, this law of the spirit, it supersedes the law of the flesh, mm. right? What is he saying there? And I think first, before we can even really understand it, we got to talk about just the word law. Yeah. Like our law, what is what is what does the word law even mean? When we think about law, we're talking about a form of government mm. or even like Jay gave me this word earlier, which I think is even better. He said rulership, mm. right? Like what is going to rule over you? Is it going to be the spirit of life? Is going to be the flesh, mm -hmm. right? The flesh is also referred to as the law of sin and death, mm -hmm. right? So one of these things is going to rule over you. Either it's going to be the spirit, the spirit is going to rule over you and lead you to the things of life, or the flesh is going to rule over you and lead you to the things of sin mm -hmm. and death. But what he's saying here is that the law of the spirit, mm -hmm. if it rules over you, right, it supersedes the law of sin and death meaning that you are able to do mm. like like we can't blame we can't we can't be like yo i, I couldn't help myself yeah we couldn't say that anymore you mm. know what i'm saying we're not allowed to be like yo like i'm doing my best but you know it's impossible because of my desires are so strong wow. we can't say that kind of stuff because the law of the spirit of god leading to the things of life is supersedes the law of sin and death mm. we don't have to do things of our sinful nature anymore yeah you know that, what i'm saying and scripture supports that right because uh -huh. scripture should always support what one says you know and it's like yeah. uh the scripture that says like god will not tempt you beyond what you can bear right but in every temptation he'll give you a way out you know wow. yeah. so that is clearly in support of what you know the scripture is revealing and what, what what paul is talking about what god is saying there yeah man it says uh oh okay it's so like we keep reading down in chapter eight. It says, oh, my gosh. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, they set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set your mind on the flesh is death. But to set your mind on the spirit is life and peace. Mm. Right. So it's like he's telling us there's a different he's he's dividing the crowd mm -hmm. right now. And he's saying, yeah, like 
some people have their minds set on the flesh. You know, they set their minds on the ways of the world. They set their minds, you know what I'm saying, on things that are against God. Mm -hmm. But we are to set our minds on the things of the spirit, the things that please God. Mm -hmm. And these things, like he tells you the result of these things. Because if you set your mind on the things of the flesh, right, you'll have death. If you set your mind on the things of the spirit, you'll have life. And you'll have peace. Mm. So he's making this dividing line. So if, if you if you are, <laughs> and I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but it's like, well, let, let me just stop there. Like, here's a point where we have to evaluate ourselves. Okay. What is our mind set on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like where, are we, where are we at for real? Are we, and this is something we, we alluded to earlier. It's like pleasing God. Like, mm. are we living in a way where we are actively trying to please God? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is like something we don't really talk about much right because we talked about this earlier like the or just the conversation of grace you know and us like not really understanding you know like grace the way we ought to it confuses it can be confusing and make it seem as if though we don't have to live in a way that actually pleases god yeah anymore you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you see many scriptures about how we are to live in a way that pleases God still. Like we can't just be like, God, thank you for uh, forgiving all my sin and and giving me this free pass to heaven. Now I'm going to go do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like that. There should be a change, not only in your heart. Yeah. Cause you know, he's, you know, he says, I will give you a heart of flesh and, you know, and change your heart of stone and stuff like that. So there is a, uh, one is dead and one is one alive. is dead. One is alive. Yeah, one wow. is for God. One is against God. Yeah. You know, and he's saying like, yes, I will. I will give you a, a heart and mind that is for me. Yeah. But it's like there is fruit to be bared, though. Yeah. You know, because wow. when you think about, you know, Jesus saying that He's divine, my Father's divine dresser. You know, you are the branches, and you're gonna bear fruit. Yeah. And my Father's gonna, you know, clip off the basically the fruitless. Yeah. The and so there is fruit, and it is tangible you know jesus is talking about i think in matthew 5 it is he's talking about you know salt and light we all know about those you know verses but he's saying like you know be light no one hides the light they set it upon the hill they they put a light out there so that it can shine and he's like let your good deeds be shown amongst men you know so he's saying these things to let us know like i was saying earlier like jesus didn't when he was alive and um, in in the flesh, walking around and telling people repent and and you know go from here and and change basically you know yeah. go and sin no more. If if there wasn't an actual work of of deed and fruit that is supposed to be produced and, and changing the way we we live, yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't have said such things. He would have just been like, oh no no no, go ahead. You know, I got this. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a you know impute my righteousness to to y'all. Y- y'all gonna be righteous yeah. in the Father's eyes. But keep keep on doing what you're doing. You right. know, no 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 no. Don't don't go and sin no more. No no no. Go ahead. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I got it all covered. Wow. No, nah, that's not what he said. Yeah. He's like asking us to change. And Man. those people who you know were with him in that day before he he died and was resurrected. He was making it apparent. Like, no, go and change your ways, wow. you know. Don't just go back to doing what you've been doing. Yeah. Because that's part of the righteousness, you know. Jeez. Yeah. Man. David talks about the clean cleanness of my hands, uh, I think, in uh, Psalm 18. He's talking about, like, God rewarded me according to my righteousness, you know. So, and it's a clear, it's, it's clear that it's a heart thing, obviously, but it's also a works thing. Faith and works. We yeah. all know about that, you know. So, there it is this again sanctification process where change because the holy spirit is going to be convicting you and growing you you know even jesus grew in wisdom the word says you know like from a young boy to an older man he grew in wisdom he grew in obedience Uh the word says you know so like we're to be doing the same thing you know so what once you may not know something is a sin you know and that's ignorance that's that's something totally different yeah but if you know something, because Paul was like, until I the, the law, I didn't know what covetousness was. Right. You know, and, but now I know that was a sin. And yeah. he was like, I wouldn't have known that unless I it was revealed to me. Yeah. So unless you know, fair enough, right. you know. But when you know, it's like. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You, you, you got to do it. You got to do, do it. Yeah. And it's not yeah. that. And it's not this. Like, it's not to say that we're not going to be making the wrong decision. 
Because that's what Paul is talking about there. Like, I do what I ought not to do. I do what I, I hate sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Whether that be in your heart, thinking thoughts that you don't want to think, or even doing some things, you know, eating, eat, being gluttonous. Something yeah. simple as that, yeah. you know? Oh, but man. it's like, uh-huh. are you, yeah, that's for me. And you. <laughs> oh, <no>. But like, <laughs> do we do we understand that, nah, we're not supposed to be living like this and we got to change. Right. We yeah. understand that and we actively try to do it even though it's hard. But we, know, like you said, we know we can yeah by his it is we, possible exactly it, it is, is possible, possible. Yeah. and it is like th- that's the big point yeah man and like uh just to kind of add to what you're saying man like there's this active approach you know what i mean um like ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 mm. through 24 paul is talking about the action that we take you know what i'm saying he says you put off your old self mm. which belongs to your former manner of life and it is corrupt through deceitful desires and then you are renewed in the spirit of your minds and you put on the new self created after the likeness of god in true righteousness and holiness Mm. we are supposed to be trying to (laughs) be righteous Mm -hmm. and holy for some people hearing this, you might be like, man, we're talking unrealistic now. Yeah. You know? But like we said earlier, like according to these scriptures, mm-hmm. according to what was written, according to the very word of God, the law of the spirit, it should rule over the law of sin and death. Mm. Meaning that like it is the reason that Christ came. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that we could put to death like sin in our lives you know what i mean and it's just one of those things where we have to ask ourselves like what is it about you know like when we watch shows like the walking dead or whatever like what is it about a zombie (laughs) i know it sounds funny but what is it about a zombie that like scares us or frightens us it's the fact that we are looking at something that is supposed to be dead yet it is presenting itself as living Right. It's supposed to be dead, yet it is still alive, you know. So the sinful nature that's supposed to have been put to death in us, it is alive. I guess our focus on this particular episode is like evaluating ourselves. Like, yeah, man, like, are we among the living <laughs> or are we the walking dead? Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're among the living if, if we have our minds set on, you know, God and what the spirit is telling us to do. And we're just the walking dead right if we have our minds just set on the flesh and you know like doing the things that our flesh wants us to do right Mm -hmm. but like how do we know where we stand verse 7 in romans chapter 8 it says for the mind that is set on the flesh it Mm -hmm. is hostile to god Mm -hmm. and it says for it does not submit to god's law indeed it cannot Mm -hmm. right so if you if you find, and it says those who are in the flesh cannot please God, mm. right? So it's like if you find yourself struggling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or like uh, there's there's certain things that you find yourself having a hard time like giving up, right? It's because we don't have our minds set on, right? We haven't set our minds to please god mm. you know what i'm saying like we're our, our flesh is kind of ruling still at that point and i, I think I we talked about saying. this in the past where it's like we have to like allow the spirit to begin to rule in our in our lives we have to focus like 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 realize you're in a war realize you're in a struggle with something mm-hmm. realize that the flesh is battling against the spirit mm-hmm. realize that your flesh is constantly I mean, uh currently winning that yeah. battle you know what i'm saying and then we have to do things like fast and pray and ask god to take things out of our lives so that the spirit can have that rule mm-hmm. we have to give place to the spirit to have the rulership yeah you know what i'm saying like it goes back to the choices again like now nah, i want my i want the the holy spirit to rule in my life yeah. you know what i mean and not this flesh yeah you know what i mean and so so in that way we're not just saying I love God, I love God, I love God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, then dishonoring scripture that says, if you love me, you obey my commands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus makes it very clear. Like, that's <laughs> real love. If you really love me, you're going to obey my commands. Mm-hmm. Don't just be running around telling people you love me. He says, why do you say, 
you know, or why do you call me Lord and then don't do the things mm-hmm. that I say? Don't obey my commands. Yeah. Like, am I truly your Lord yeah. at that point? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it just shows us like there are many, many ways to evaluate where we stand according to scripture, you know, and that's why we got to get in our word. So we can understand, like, how do we evaluate ourselves? How do we know we really stand with God? You know, and, and the reason we're talking about this is because, again, we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, like, there is so much to be had in God. Like, there's so much he wants to give us. There's mm-hmm. so much, so many aspects of him, so many things to experience. And, like, if we just continue to, to do the things that we want to do, we are we're cutting ourselves off from all that we could have. Like when Jesus says, like, I came to give you life mm. and life more abundantly, like we will not experience that abundant life until we are turning away from the things that do not please mm-hmm. the Father. And that sanctification process is lifelong. Ooh. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna reach perfection. And I mean the last I'll just finish that list, perseverance uh-huh. and glorification. Glorification is when we're with him, we get new bodies and all and all the stuff that we read in scripture, new earth, all that stuff, wow. right? Yeah. But like this sanctification process, we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna, you know, you're not gonna be sinless because that is not what happens on earth. That happens later. Wow. But like uh you made me think of um you know when people like when we're like you said when you're going through stuff and you we're struggling with it like we sometimes in our flesh and on our own strength we try because you know the scripture says resist the devil yeah and he shall flee but like the part before that says submit to submit god to god wow you know yeah. and wow. that's 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 where because your power is not in him you know right his he is your strength now moses put it in i think it's in the early like in Exodus, after they got out, Moses is singing the song, and the people are singing with him. But it's like he's like the Lord, Lord, you are my strength. Wow. You know, you are our uh, flag of uh, uh, victory, and like it's it's all about God being the the one who helps you resist the devil. Yeah. You can't do it in your own power. So wow. submission to Him is what you know is is the sanctification process. Man. But it's like this active duty on our part but like god is so good yeah. you were talking about this earlier off mic to give us his spirit to convict us yeah, to even submit to him yeah you know that's what you're that's part of this grace and yeah. love and mercy that he has is it's like i don't want you you know to not submit to me so i'm gonna oh. give you the helper yeah you know yeah the counselor to yeah. tell you hey 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 you're not submitting right now you're not submitting right now wow but i think what you were saying in a in a big part of presenting this episode was like if you are living a sinful life can you truly say you know i am submitting to god and you yeah. know it's like i guess i was pointing out if if we know people who are actively living in sin or when you and and we should evaluate ourselves in the same way every day like can i justify my lifestyle or my decisions right now in scripture oh does scripture because that should be our standard for everything right wow does and because the holy spirit ministers to us through scripture Uh and and obviously in our heart just you know in various ways but one of the ways is scripture right and it's like if if this if if my lifestyle is not lining up you know, if it's saying don't get drunk on wine, but, you know, be drunk on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, if I'm finding, you know, if I'm a drunkard. Yeah. That's really ain't matching up. Right. It's not, it's a lot of, you know, so like right, this right. should always be our like a uh, litmus test in mm. life. Like is my life aligning with the word? And wow. we should always be going back and making fixes and allowing God to, you know, yeah. change us. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and I even think about how, like, Jesus, when he's talking, you know, earlier we were talking about this. He says, like, these words I give to you, they are life and they are spirit. Yeah. Right? So if we're living according to this word, it is life. Mm. It is spirit. It is our law that we should be. It should rule Mm -hmm. over us. You Mm. know what I'm saying? Because then we have life. Then we have uh, spirit, 
You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, so let, let the word like dwell in us like richly and let's actually live according to it. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right. If you guys have any uh, thoughts on this though, feedback, if we're, uh, if we're, if we're not speaking scripturally, if we uh, have taken things out of context, any of that type of stuff, let us know, you know, cause, we are all, you know, coming into the knowledge of Christ together. Yes. We're all interpreting scripture together. And we are all flawed and, you know, fallen human beings. So our understanding is not going to always be clear and perfect. Yeah. You know, we're using our, our human minds and, and God has given us revelation as he wills. So if we are off, let us know so we can come back and correct it. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> Later. Later. Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies. Basically, any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.